This is the Left to the Nations podcast. It's a place for conversation on what it really means to follow Jesus and show his love to the world. Adoption is something that we have been given through Jesus Christ, and it's life-changing, and it breaks us free of so many things. When we have received the spirit of adoption, that means that it has canceled the orphan spirit, the spirit of rejection, all of these things that if we don't understand what the spirit of adoption that we've received, it will be so easy to live in something that we have already been redeemed of. So I believe that this blesses you and we will come back with you after the message. You know, so many times in the church, we we look over the things that maybe are basics. We, we feel like maybe when we're getting into the deeper things of God, you know, maybe we haven't solidified the basics in our heart. And, you know, the only way that we can stand strong and stand firm is if we have a firm foundation. And I've seen many times in churches, in conferences, I've seen many times that the foundation of the love of the Father is one in many lives, even even people that have been in church for years and years, even pastors many times, even ministers. The foundation of the love of the Father is something that was never properly built. And so I want to get into this, and I hope you're ready, and I hope, you know, as as we are, are going through this subject, I just encourage you, open up your heart. You know, there's places throughout the years, as, as the Lord was giving me revelation on the love of the Father, even throughout the years, you know, even in the recent past, I still see parts of my heart that I need touched by the healing touch of the love of the Father. This is what enables us to be, to be excellent ministers of the gospel, is to be able to realize the spirit of adoption, the spirit of adoption, what we've been given. And, you know, I've been thinking the last few days, as maybe you feel like you're called into ministry, and and I see this concerning trend, because you see certain ministries, and, and you guard your own ministry from this, that our ministry our lives as ministers is not to be built like a Fortune 500 company. Our lives as ministries, our lives as ministers is to be built as a family. Wow. I mean, it's so easy to get up wrapped in the motion of everything, wrapped in being a minister of the gospel and building a ministry that we find ourselves building in the pattern of a Fortune 500 company, I just say that because you know what I mean, building a company, when God has called us to build a family, there's a difference. So, you know, God is more interested in building family than he is ministries and programs. And if we have that realization, you know, maybe maybe he's calling us back to being childlike again in this place, to say, I'm a part of a family. I get to see others come in to this family. And that 
is the spirit of adoption. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. By the spirit we cry, Abba, Father. What a word of intimacy. What a word of belonging. The Father, Abba, Father. And maybe you're listening to this and you didn't have an earthly father that was faithful and, and that you could count on. And maybe you don't know what it means to be part of a healthy, thriving family. But God is faithful because the Spirit of God can, can teach you what it is like to be childlike again. You know, here in our home, in all the house Thessaloniki, one of our biggest prayers is God we pray that you restore these children's innocence, that you give them permission to be childlike again. We have seen little girls at the age of nine coming into our home acting like they are 29 years old because of what life brought them, what situations they've been in, they've had to become adults. We should not grow up too fast. That's in the physical realm and also in the spiritual realm. We need to come to the Lord as children. So we would pray that to the Lord. Lord, restore their innocence. Give them permission to be childlike again. And the Lord today is giving you permission to be childlike again. I believe today that he's showing you the places in your heart that need to have innocence restored. And I'll share some personal examples with you as well in a minute. But in the family of God, in the spirit of adoption, you have been brought out of this place of darkness and put into a new family. You've been brought out into a place of bondage because you've been adopted and brought into a family of freedom. When you came into the kingdom of God, into the family of God, you walked into freedom. This is our life as believers. I'm reminded of a story of a dear friend and I wrote it in my book, Abba, Finding Comfort in the Father After Your Parents Divorce. And, and I wrote in my book about my friend who adopted this girl, this little girl from Romania. And he was a pastor and he's, he was a missionary. And so he was visiting in Romania and he saw this little girl on her deathbed in Romania. And she was sick and 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 the moment that he saw her he was moved with compassion for her the moment that he saw her he said i need to bring her home and so he went through the process and brought her home and she got the care she needed she got the health she needed and now she's part of a new family you know what would life have been have been like if she would have stayed on that deathbed. What would life have been like for her? She probably wouldn't live very long. But that father was moved with compassion because he saw this little girl's plight, this little girl's situation, and said, I need to do something about it. That is the kindness and the mercy of our father. He sees us in our weaknesses. He sees us hurting. He sees us on our literal deathbed, spiritual deathbed. And moved with compassion, he brought Jesus. He sent Jesus to be the firstborn among many brethren. And he rescued us. Wow. 
He rescued us. But I've seen many times, even in my own life, where I know God rescued me out of this place, but there's little pockets of my heart that are living like the spirit of an orphan. The little pockets in my heart, the little spaces in my heart that maybe I haven't surrendered or maybe I haven't allowed the Lord to touch and heal. And as a minister of the gospel, you know, I posted this the other day. As a minister of the gospel, you know, I've heard this statement. Uh, you know, we need to know ourselves before we can truly love God. We need to know ourselves. That's not true. I don't, I don't believe that that's true because God takes love from us, from broken places, from every place. God will receive our love and our offering if it's from a pure heart, whether we have emotional issues, whether we have baggage. God, we don't need to know ourselves in order to love God more. We don't need to solve the issues in our heart in order to love God more. I don't believe that. But you know why we solve the issues in our own heart? You know why we crave for emotional healing and emotional health? Is not to love God more. Yeah, it, it does love God in a byproduct of that because you're stewarding your character. But as ministers of the gospel, we become emotionally healing, healthy because we're loving our neighbor. As ministers of the gospel, it's not okay to have the excuse, oh, well, I'm just not a perfect leader and they should just accept that. Oh, well, I'm, you know, I don't have to be perfect. You just have to follow what I say. That's not emotionally healthy. If I realize there's places in my heart that are hurting and wounded, I cannot use the blanket excuse, we just all make mistakes because Wounded people wound people. We have a responsibility to steward our soul that God gave us, steward our character, steward the places in our heart that, that have been hurting people or have the capacity or the potential to hurt people. As ministers of the gospel, it is love for us to tend to our soul. And so if we see these areas in our life where we are hurting or we are wounded, it is time to get before the Lord and have Him reach those places. We can't use those excuses anymore. And so even in my own life, whenever I'm thinking about the spirit of adoption and the spirit of an orphan, I have to take account in my life. Lord, what places in my life am I letting the spirit of adoption not rule over my life? And you know, one thing, and what was really on my heart, for this is what is what cancels what what does the spirit of adoption cancel when we receive the spirit that cries out Abba Father what does it cancel the spirit of rejection the spirit of rejection is the opposite of the spirit of adoption and this is something to be completely honest that that this is something that the Lord I have seen in my life, and I've said, Lord, change that. Lord, take your word and cleanse me. You know, the spirit of rejection, maybe it's by, maybe it comes from feeling abandoned from your earthly father, from your earthly mother, from your earthly family, from people that, that gave their love and you were supposed to trust. Or maybe it comes from something at the very beginning when you were born, who knows where the spirit of rejection and the spirit of abandonment comes in? All we know is it doesn't belong to us. 
I remember, um, actually it was a few days before my husband and I started dating. And, oh, I remember just through multiple times in my life, you know, my father, I, my, I love my father, my earthly father, but for many years he wasn't a part of my life. And I remember actually, you know, dealing with the spirit of rejection in different parts of my life. And a big part where I saw it was in the, in the realm of relationships, in the realm of, of dating, okay? And, you know, I would maybe be interested in someone and then they just, they would see my life maybe or they would see something they didn't like and they didn't like me. Or I'd be interested in this person and, you know, they might be interested, but then they saw my life and what I was doing or whatever, and they walked away. And so here is a place where the enemy got in this root of rejection. To be honest, I don't know where it started, but it was there. So I remember a few days before my husband and I started dating, and I think about the mercy of God, I think about the goodness of God. You know, maybe you've struggled with these things and you don't even know how, you didn't even know how to put words around it. If you felt rejected, if you felt abandoned, if you felt like nobody, you're lost or you're alone. This is not the spirit of adoption. This is the spirit of rejection and it doesn't belong to you. So a few days before my husband and I started dating, uh, his twin sister, he has a twin sister and she's one of my best friends. And I was telling her, you know, I, I like Elias, but I don't know, please, you know, do your work, maybe, maybe find out what he's thinking. So this was in the middle of that. I wasn't sure what he was thinking, but I'm telling you, the enemy had a heyday that day. I remember thinking, he's never going to like me. He's going to look at my life and, and just, de just decline me. Like, I'm going to be dejected. I'm going to be rejected. And I remember weeping that day because I was sure that he was not going to accept me. This was not an issue about dating or relationships. This was a deeper issue. This was the spirit of rejection. And I remember sitting with the Father. And I remember the Father taking me through scriptures. I remember the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus speaking so gently to my spirit, telling me what His Word said, no matter what anybody else thought, no matter what anybody else said, no matter what my feelings were, I am receiving the spirit of adoption. And so it was like the Father began to sing His song of adoption over me, sing a song of belonging over me in one scripture that always stayed with me was Ephesians chapter 1. If you have your Bible, you can look. I'm going to look. I have my NIV with me, but I'm looking here on my phone because I want to read it in the King James. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 3. No, chapter 1, I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 3, I remember writing this down. I still have it in my phone, in my notes. Blessed be the God of Father, of 
God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Do you see this language? Do you see this vernacular? In love, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And then in verse 3, having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Do we see this language in vernacular of love? This is our Father, kindness and mercy. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the Beloved. The spirit of rejection hates the message of acceptance, hates the message of adoption. But let me tell you, the only thing that can cancel the spirit of rejection is the spirit of adoption. Because once we know we're adopted in a family, we realize we have a place to belong. We have a place that we're called family. And no matter if everybody turns their back on us, our soul is unaffected because we've been accepted in the beloved. We're not rejected. We're accepted. You're not rejected. You're not abandoned. You're accepted and you're loved in the beloved because you have been adopted. Wow. Like when I think about the work that Jesus did, it's amazing. The spirit of adoption brings a sense of acceptance, of belonging, a family. The scripture says that Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren. That means that when God sent Jesus to die on the cross, he wasn't just doing it to, to display even for our sins and sicknesses. He was doing it to bring us in as family. And so everything that Jesus did, healing from our sicknesses, freedom from our shame and our guilt and, and cleansing us, this isn't just this isn't just the things Jesus did, but it's all wrapped up in being a part of a family, having the benefits of being in a family. The spirit of adoption cancels the generational curses and it brings a generational blessing. So maybe you and your father and your grandfather, maybe divorce runs in your family and their family and you just expect it's going to happen to you. Maybe cancer runs in their family and, and you're just automatically accepting that curse in your life. You don't have to. Why? Because you were on that deathbed, brought in to a new family. All you have to do is receive this family, live in this family, live in the benefits of this family. We receive by grace, through faith, everything that Jesus died on the cross for. We receive by grace, through faith, the family benefits, the benefits of being in this family of God. It's up to us whether we want to live in this reality or the old reality, in this kingdom or that kingdom. The king, we were transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. It's about a family, not about anything more complicated than that. Family is simple, isn't it? It's simple to be family, to be a family. And you know what I love as well? This isn't so much in my message, but 
I love the uniqueness of family. You know, as a family, each family is unique. Why? Why is each family unique? Because each family has individual members that make it unique and make it beautiful. And no family is the same. And so, so in the kingdom of God, there's, there's so much beauty in that. Okay, I'm going to get back to my message. What my friend who was in Romania and adopted, what she would have faced in her natural generation, she now takes on a new family. I was researching in the Old Testament and in the New Testament what adoption was. And, and one thing I read, which was very interesting, many times kings would adopt even an adult son. Why? Because they had benefits to pass on to their children. They didn't have children, but in order, they had these, this, this life full of benefits. And in order to have a beneficiary, they chose to adopt someone so they could pass on their goodness. And you know, I was thinking about that. And I'm thinking, the Lord God, the Father, He wanted a family. He wanted someone to pass on and to be the beneficiaries. We are beneficiaries of his love. You know, if you're filling out an insurance contract or an insurance form and you're filling out, who do I wanna be my beneficiary? Who do I want to pass on the good things and the benefits? Oh, don't you love this scripture about being daily filled with his benefits? It's the benefits of a family. That comes in the spirit of adoption. So I remember going back again to when the enemy was fighting for my relationship. And not just that, I've had, I've had situations where even in, in ministry feeling rejected, even, and I know I can always tell, like, that's the spirit of rejection, and I refuse to give it space in my life. And I receive the spirit of adoption, and in this moment, I'm crying out, Abba, Father, because this is what belongs to me, because being in a family. And, and there was a note that I wrote in a personal moment in my life. And this is what I wrote, and I want to minister this to you. Maybe you're dealing with that. Maybe you know someone dealing with it. And, and I just pray that if there's any spaces in your heart where you've been dealing with this that you haven't seen, that God opens up our eyes to see these spaces, because He doesn't want to live want us to live there. He wants us to live in freedom. He wants us to live in our identity as children of God. I feel, I, this is what I wrote. I feel like not enough. God's answer, but I am. My heart rests in that. I may feel like I've surrendered my life, you know, maybe you feel like you've surrendered your life. You gave everything to, to Jesus and all you feel is rejection from that. But you may feel like you surrendered your life, but Jesus did it first. Jesus surrendered first. Jesus was rejected first. He's sufficient, so I don't have to be. He measures up, so I don't have to. He was rejected so I could be accepted in the beloved. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. Isn't the Lord good? He's so faithful. Isaiah 
chapter 53, verse 5. He was despised, oh, verse 3, sorry. He was despised and rejected by mankind. Jesus understands your suffering. Jesus understands what it feels like to be rejected. A man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. By his wounds, we are healed. Right now, I pray that whatever wounds you have, from the absence of a father, whatever wounds you have from the lack of love from a spouse, from a mother, from a son, from whatever it is in your life, whatever wounds, or maybe you feel like you don't measure up, whatever it is, you know what it is. And I pray right now, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Why can we have peace? Because Jesus died on the cross. Why, why are our transgressions lifted? Because Jesus died on the cross. Why is the spirit of rejection, the spirit of abandonment removed from our life? Because he was rejected. He was despised. He was abandoned. He had the greatest abandonment, didn't he, on the cross? When he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? Jesus felt abandoned. Why? So we could come in as family. So we don't have to be rejected. We don't have to be, be despised. We receive the spirit of adoption. So I want to pray over you right now. And in the name of Jesus, I just pray for freedom from wounds, freedom from the spirit of rejection in the name of Jesus. Right now, if you can pray with me, say, in the name of Jesus, I receive your spirit of adoption. I receive my family. Father, I come to you as a child. Restore my innocence. Give me permission to be childlike again. Father, heal my heart. Search my heart. Searcher of hearts, find the place in my heart that needs your love and needs your touch. Thank you, Jesus for dying on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me into a family. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus, 
for the wounds that you took, for my wounds. You took my place and I give you praise and I take my place as a child, as a child in Jesus' name. And Father, just right now, come on in on every heart. Invade every heart, every place of being rejected, every place of being wounded, Father. Maybe you're feeling wounded and rejected because of your, the color of your skin. Right now, let the Father's love come over you. Let his acceptance come over you. Let every wound be, be, be covered by his salve, by his healing balm and his healing oil. And Father, we just thank you. We rejoice in your freedom. We rejoice in your word. And we rejoice in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Bless you, bless you. I pray that God continues to reveal this love of a father over you. I pray that you continue to walk free in the identity as being a child in the family of God. I love you, bless you. Thank you for joining us in our podcast. We hope that it touched you today. If you have any questions, comments, just send us a message at Love to the Nations on Instagram or Jenny Olivia, or you can email us at contact at lovetothenations.com to see who we are and what we're doing. We'll join you for our next episode.